Hello everyone, coming to you live from Sally, day two. <laughs> Is this really happening right now? Oh wow, <laughs> we're starting it. I was just trying to get the creative juices flowing, but I don't actually have anything prepared. The little bit of tomatoes <laughs> got it. <laughs> get ready to learn about the little bit of tomatoes. Yay! On today's episode of Edumacation, we will be creating a Spotify playlist <laughs> for SciSci. I know that we mentioned her like, yesterday, but Spotify just emailed me and they were like, let's make a playlist for you and your pet. And I was like, well, just so happens my world revolved around her, so seems fitting. And I was like, that's, that's an interesting tactic, Spotify. But it's really cute because you can pick what your animal is, what your pet is, and then you can pick if they're happy, like energetic or curious. Yeah, they're all animated and the <laughs> animal like runs around. It's just, you know, technology is like, it's just so, like, they're so good at making things appealing. Mm-hmm. Spotify honestly impressed me because now you can add a picture of your pet. It's low. It's, it's taking a really even, long like, time to add load. Add a picture. It says, let's see that face. Like, you're just so. They just get the people, you know? They get it. <laughs> so that's what we're doing right now. But we also are going to talk about a lovely little vegetable um, that you don't really find outside of this continent that we're on called the bitter tomato. So stay tuned. We're going to try to dig up some facts about it. Maybe crunch a couple bitter tomatoes in our mouths. And or like feel a little bitter towards the world on uh familiarity with the bitter tomato i guess not yeah. the world it's just america's stay tuned to learn more so when you're sitting by yourselves in a kind of isolated place otherwise known as the peace corps <laughs> i was wondering where this is <laughs> There's often days where you're just kind of crazy. That was yesterday, but today we've had a breakthrough. We're on the other side. We're in the creative juices, which is why we're going to record like 17 episodes of Edumacation. Um, but for our first one after poster crazy, post cucumbers, hope you enjoy the cucumbers, we're going to talk about the bitter tomato. But the thing about the bitter tomato is there's no history about it. Zero, zilch, none, honey fang, as they say in Mandinka. There's nothing, there's nothing on the internet about anything yeah. on this continent, like very few information. If you try to search within a country on this continent, it's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> you have searched too far, you're asking too much. They're like, you saw that guy operating a sewing machine with petals, right? You, you think there's information about the bitter tomato on Google? Think again. It's so frustrating. It's like, that. it's just beyond frustrating because it's such a rich cultural place with tons of information and different ways of living and nobody's paying attention or at least writing it down yeah there i'm sure people talk about it yeah there's a lot of like oral but it's disheartening you know it's sad to not find out when the bitter tomato was cultivated because you can find so many random dumb facts about cucumbers out there yeah Columbus. Sorry, Columbus didn't bring the bitter tomato over. Yeah, Columbus was like, oh, a bitter tomato? No thanks. I'm good on that. We haven't even done an episode about tomatoes because we need to focus on the bitter tomato. <laughs> so that's all the history that we have. Um, sorry. Well, I guess that we should explain what the bitter tomato looks like or when are we going to do that? I feel like we can do that with fun facts. Okay. This was just a rant. Bye. <laughs> Oh, 
Okay, now that we ranted about... <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> okay, now... <laughs> maybe I'll edit that out. Maybe I will. Ooh. You never know. The history of the bitter tomato, which is mm, hard to find. We are going to talk about some fun facts. But before we talk about fun facts, what is a bitter tomato, Bridget? <laughs> I know we're going to update them on the Spotify playlist first. Oh, but before that, um, the Spotify playlist just finished loading. So it's really good. Tell us about it. There's some um, Beyonce. There's some Camp. There's some Mac DeMarco. There's some... So- so I don't know how to it. say it. Yeah, are, I already are all these it. songs already downloaded? Lake Street Dive, Whitney, The Suffers. Good stuff, honestly. Really good stuff. Kirk Olsen. We're into it. Honestly, the it's thing is I love into playlists. It. Well, my phone doesn't work to play music out loud, so she's probably <laughs> never going to hear it. I'm not going to put my headphones in her. But her picture is the playlist, so it's That's adorable. really cute. Oh, my God. I have to make one for Cocoa Puff now. Yeah, and they even let you, like, the recommended songs. You know how when things make you playlists, you can't always add the recommended songs. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we just we shouldn't be endorsing Spotify because they post our playlists or our whatever you call us. They what? Podcasts. They are podcasts on oh, Spotify, yeah. so we might as well endorse it. I'm surprised that education didn't make it on the pet playlist. <laughs> also, side note, I'm going to make one for Cocoa Puff right after this, but when I was at Frederick's Village, the kids could not figure out my name, which is very easy. Nikki? That's so easy. But I was like, this is my dog, Cocoa Puff, and I showed them a picture, and they were all like, Cocoa Puff, and I was like, what? <laughs> so clearly. <laughs> so clearly. I've, what do you call it? I've brainwashed them to like dogs more than humans. Yeah. And the picture I showed them, Cocoa Puff has his little tongue sticking out. And so then I was like, everyone do the Cocoa Puff. And they all stuck their tongues out. And I was like, oh my God, cute. <laughs> but what's anyway, the bitter tomato? <laughs> the bitter tomato is something that I eat very often here in Senegal. My host family that I live with, we live in one of the um, least financially, uh, just one of the poorest regions in Senegal. And um, so we don't have a lot of access to a lot of things. Um, and one of the things is vegetables and so but we do eat the bitter tomato very often and that is because I've learned it's available year round and it has a, a pretty high yield correct mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah so that's why we eat them so often and they're nutritious especially the skin I believe but nobody eats the skin which is like really kind of funny also kind of bad I eat the skin but nobody else in my family they all just like scoop out the center which is super seedy um and yeah what else oh they look like little they look like little pumpkins they Mm -hmm. look like these tiny little pumpkins almost and fun fact when i was looking them up they do have a wikipedia page um their scientific name is solanum aethiopicum yeah that wasn't good but um they had a picture of one and it was like they painted them orange and were selling them in la to like be tiny pumpkins you know like when you see those like bouquets of tiny pumpkins growing on like sticks you're like what it's probably a bitter tomato that's the only way you'll find them in la in Senegal, they call them the jahato, I believe. I could be messing this up, but they're also called the Jato. African. Oh, jahato. Yeah, these jahato. Anyway, I, I can't speak. Fact check. They're also called the Ethiopian eggplant, the African eggplant, the garden egg yeah, in Nigeria. Yeah, people say they remind them a lot of eggplant. I don't. I don't really feel that way. But let us know if you to. try one and if you think it tastes like an eggplant or a tomato. It's mainly given the name tomato because it doesn't taste anything. It's like bitter. But it's a fruit. It grows the way that it's yeah. tomato does. And it's from the nightshade family still. But it was given the name tomato, at least I read, because when you cut it in half, it looks like a tomato. 
like the inside. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, I'm back so there. that's why I don't believe the eggplant thing. Yeah, eggplants look much different. Yeah. And they have eggplant. I don't know. I they're know. globe globular. <laughs> they can grow up to six centimeters in diameter, and they're typically green or pale yellow. They have um, a white flesh that is moist but not juicy. Not straight juicy. from the internet. Don't get it. Um, very get seedy, and they are bitter, as the name would suggest. It's kind of loud over here. I don't know. There's a lot happening. <laughs> There's a lot happening at our Airbnb. Um, but it sweetens upon boiling. So not only does it get sweeter when you boil it, but it also exudes a gluttonous. Gluttonous is always a weird word. Yeah, substance that like thickens soups and stews. So kind of like cornstarch. They sometimes put it in the kucha, and kucha is the stuff that's made out of bee sap. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, but it's like I think so. it's bee sap and o- okra. okra. Yeah. yeah, and so two very slimy things yes, after eating. So they will they grow? Is bee sap slimy? I, I don't think it so. It's like the well the kucha is. They grind up. They mm-hmm. they like grind the grate the kuch the okra uh-huh. and then it becomes the slimy stuff and then yeah. they steam the leaves and they like whip it all together yeah. and i was like wondering really how it was made east african uh, west african <laughs> where am i um yeah especially in senegal like they eat a lot in the mandinka communities um it's like the only vegetable they eat other than the bitter, the bitter tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> but they eat far more than the bitter tomato yeah. um, you can find it wild which i think is so cool yes okay what else? So it's mainly found in West Africa. You can find it pretty much any market, any little stand. I see bitter tomatoes happening, but it is also found in Northeast India and is popular in Nepal, where it is relished with pork, is what the internet said. <laughs> um, and then, what's the thing about the oh, coconut? The coconut? coconut? Oh, okay, so no. <laughs> There's um, here in Senegal and in West Africa, there's a like, you can you can make promises and like the kola nut is seen as like very what's the word like it, it can signify a lot like uh-huh. if a man Important. and a woman yeah if a man and a woman are getting married like sometimes they'll like offer a kola nut as like a sign of peace but also people just like chew on them a lot because they have a lot of um caffeine in them oh yeah so you'll just see people like breaking kola nuts and eating them all the time but it's also a sign of like respect I guess is like passing the cola nut there's even like words for it in hmm. in local languages but anyway um so some I guess in Nigeria I believe it was yeah um when they don't have a cola nut in the in the absence of a cola nut they'll use a bitter tomato as like a, a peace offering and I think people might even chew on it the way that they do a cola nut because cola nuts I can't I think they're really bitter and weird and weird to chew so I think that they, it's kind of like the same thing. They get this like weird flavor in their mouth. Um, and in, was it Bhutan or was it in Nigeria? I don't remember where it was. But they talked about that you're supposed to eat it once a year for good health. Oh, yeah. And it's a blessing of fertility. Yeah. And so they're often given as a gift during weddings and child naming ceremonies. Yeah, that's what the kola nut is too. So that that's like must be in the absence of or maybe instead of. Nigeria. I took screenshots of these things. That's hilarious. Um, what else? You can eat it fresh, pickled, um, pickled pureed, yeah. or dried. Interesting. And I've never had it cooked. Yeah, I don't know. This could be other countries. Yeah. And it is, yeah, a very popular item sold by street vendors. 80% of the total production in Africa comes from small family farms. 
support your local family farms. <laughs> I'm reading upside down, it's very hard. Um, huh. Okay, there's a lot of hope for the bitter tomato because they think it's a real, because it can grow year round and they grow like pretty fast and because they're so bitter, they like keep a lot of pests away, which is really good. I guess we can talk about this for growing, but they are, they have a bright future ahead of themselves. Well, they are like one of the only vegetables, like I mentioned, that a lot of people in my community get. And so, yeah, they're an important aspect. Yeah, we might as well just keep growing them, I guess, in, the, in other areas where we are struggling to grow such varieties of crops and such. I was gonna say something else, but I can't think of all right, I guess we'll move along. Huh? Oh, maybe where it's where it grows, or it's just about no, being I think we'll talk about that next. Okay, folks, let's talk about growing bitter tomatoes because now that you're into the hype, and I found the article that I've been meaning to reference. I thought I'd screenshotted it, but I really just screenshotted the same article twice. Embarrassing, but I found it. So it's all gonna work out um, but this article it starts off really strong it's from a regenerative organic agriculture something or other and it says bitter tomato a potential underutilized crop it has great potential because it has tremendous health benefits and it has its built-in bitterness which kind of stops any pests from annoying it it also like doesn't require a lot it's pretty it's an easygoing plant I mean, if it can survive in this Sahil, I think it can survive in most crazy, intense weather temperatures and patterns. Let's see. Okay, so you plant them at a spacing of 45 to 60 centimeters, and then you typically have to hand weed them two to three times, but otherwise they're good. They're not a nutrient-guzzling vegetable, so they're a trouble-free crop because um, it doesn't require much care. You can add some manure and some leaf litter, of course, just to like give it a little extra boost. But since it does have that bitterness, which makes it like not as receptive for pests, farmers will actually intercrop it with other crops. So like plant some like mm, eggplant or something, a little okra over there. Yeah, that's so what we're talking about. So, the bitter tomato. Oh, in its field. <laughs> yeah, got him. Got it to your bed. You got it, bud. <laughs> just take a little bit of tomato, put it on your pillow. <laughs> Aw, you're doing an ear mist. Oh, also, you're supposed to eat them to revitalize your blood. <laughs> Forgot Shall to we? mention that. I'm gonna go eat one right now. Hello. <laughs> My favorite food in Senegal is something called mafe, also known as teodurong in Mandinka, which means peanut sauce. Um, but it is it's delicious. I love peanut butter, but it's made out of peanut butter, palm oil, and some spices, some pepper, like con they call it cano, yeah, it's, it's hot pepper, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, probably some water. Mm -hmm. It's like really simple. It's just like a watery peanut butter, spicy. No, because it was cooked. I know. 
Um, and then I just, I think that it tastes really good with vegetables in it. And so I would always add the, I would always add, even though I never cook, the bitter tomato to it. Um, but you can also put some cabbage, some potato in there, and you pour it over rice. And then you put it in the center, and then you kind of, like, let, so here we eat around the bowl. So you let, like, each person grab their sauce onto their portion of rice. Um, it is so good. It is so good. And sometimes people put fish or meat in it, but... I'd rather not. Um, but yeah, it just tastes good with the bitter tomato, I think. And when you, you're supposed to just like boil the vegetables really before yeah. you put it into the sauce, and that gets rid of some of the bitterness of the bitter tomato. Mm-hmm. So sometimes bitter tomatoes are better than others, I think. It's hit or miss, yeah. honestly, on the cultivation. I have one sister who's like, these things are nasty, no thank you. <laughs> but the rest of the family eats them. Um, when I first got here, I did not know what it was. And You're like, what is this tomato? Here we are. Why is it tomato? Munch it on it. So try some mafe. I'm sure you can find it at like a l- Senegalese restaurant. Yeah. I know they have some in New York City. Apparently there's a little Senegal there. We little saw Dakar. one in there's San Francisco. There's also one in San Francisco, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think they have a branch. I think they have a branch in another California city. I think what? it'd be in Oakland or something. Yeah. Maybe I'm making that Maybe up. Maybe in Seattle. Because you said there's a lot of people, a lot of Senegalese that go to. Yeah, they go to Washington. Like, Washington. Seattle, Seattle, Washington. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I can't think straight. They talk a lot about Washington D.C., but Uh-oh. no, people go to they go to Seattle. A lot of um, it feels like it's like Seattle, Washington, or like I don't know where else, Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> I will say it was my favorite Senegalese dish that I ate in my time it's here. The best. It's so good. It's the best I like one they have. Wasn't as into the fish sauce and rice <laughs> that I was provided, yeah. but then this came out and I was like, oh my god, I ate as much of it as I could. Probably shouldn't have done that because I was sick the next day, but no, it's it was worth, worth it. it. <laughs> it's worth it. You have to. And it's a huge respect thing that you ate a lot of mm-hmm. it. It's like very kind to them. They're like, oh, yes, daughter. Oh, finally. It's, there was no meat in it. Of course yeah, there was. exactly. It's hard being a veg head out here, but it makes sense. Alright, hello everyone. I don't know where this is going to end up in the episode, so just stay with me. But Bridget and I wanted to get another opinion on the bitter tomato because we just wanted to like broaden and we like when we have like an interview or two within an episode. So here is our very own Benjamin James Fields. Is that right? I can't believe you remembered that. Heck yeah. (laughs) Um, Whom I also went to college with hilariously, but is now in Senegal doing the Peace Corps. And we were in student government together um, on a committee, the community outreach committee, in fact. <laughs> Small world. So, um, we can't hear you, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> what? I live down the street. Oh, and now Bridget lives down the street from there. Yeah, it's crazy. It is a small it's world after small all. Small world, actually. Okay, so just tell me how you feel about the bitter tomato. Let's start off there. <laughs> um, the bitter tomato. What to say about the bitter tomato? Um, so I've been very curious. Have you eaten a bitter tomato? <laughs> I have eaten a bitter tomato. Okay, that's a good start. Yeah, so I feel like when we arrived in Senegal, we saw the bitter tomato in a lot of meals that were presented to us, and just like naturally being curious everyone would eat it and everyone had very different reactions because it's a very um divisive Mm -hmm. tomato divisive tomato yeah (laughs) and (laughs) right (laughs) um i 
think it all depends on uh, how it's prepared as well as how ripe it is. Mm. I think that um, you have to really know... What am I trying to say? I think that... What do you have to know about the bitter taste? <laughs> what do you have to know? What secrets does it hold? Well, it's obviously very, very bitter as uh, described in its name. <laughs> So you just need to be careful before you try it because you might just get a mouthful of something you weren't expecting. Mm. Um, expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. Do you eat the skin of the Moto? Oh. Yeah. The skin of the bitter tomato. I have had the skin of the bitter tomato. It's supposed to have the most nutrients. Yeah. Also, did you know the leaves are more nutritious than the fruit? No, I didn't. But I also wanted to say, last time, I every bowl that I've been in where the bitter tomato has been there, nearly every time, people have eaten around it. So I think that it's like a staple of Senegalese food, but I also don't think it's the most popular uh, in the dish. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's important, but it's not what people are looking forward to. It's not. People are looking forward to the eggplant, the carrots, potato. the sweet potatoes. Yeah. The bitter tomato is kind of just uh, an accoutrement as we say in French. <laughs> it's uh, it's eye candy, but it's not really delicious it's candy. Maybe that's the only reason I put it in, because it's cute. It's cute, I guess. It's bitter. Oh. Yeah. Um, that's my two cents on the bitter tomato. I will not be having one anytime soon, oh. but I recommend you all try one. Um, you can just use it to thicken up a sauce or a stew. You don't even have to eat it. Yeah, it has multiple uses for sure. Yeah. And improves fertility. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, we learned a lot yesterday. Good to know. What did you say? Have you ever grown a bitter tomato? I have grown a bitter tomato. Whoa! Yeah. Have been really deep that. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. It's something I did with my counterpart, Mamadou. Did it grow well? It, it was amazing. Um, it was very receptive to everything we did to it in terms of loosening the soil, adding amendments, all that stuff, and, um... Did it have a lot of pests? Yeah. Oh, interesting, because on the internet I read that since it's so bitter, the pests don't usually like it. But this is a real life, not the internet. Maybe they were very interested in the leaves rather than the actual tomato. Oh, okay. But, uh, I would say overall the rate of survival was pretty high nice. for the bitter tomatoes. Um, the bitter tomato survived. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a good time. It was a while ago. But, um, yeah, that's all I gotta say. Okay, thank you for sharing the bitter tomato or the divisive tomato. Stay <laughs> tuned. It's up to you. <laughs> Can't believe it's not a tomato. Alright people, we got big plans. We gotta go eat some popcorn, we gotta drink some wine. <laughs> it's my last night in Senegal. 
living large. Uh, what am I going to do? Go back to the United States? It's going to be Only very for a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. No, I have lots of plans to lounge. Okay, good. I was, yeah, I was going through my plans and I was like, I'm going to go to Joshua Tree, I'm going to lounge. I'm going to go to my sister's apartment, I'm going to lounge. I'm going to go to San Diego, I'm going to lounge. But the thing is, I'm horrible lounging, so I'm sorry to everyone that I'm hanging out with in the future. Just so you're all aware, and he is going to Peace Corps Panama in February. What yeah. month is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, Chihuahua, Sud America, as I say in French. It's actually still technically North America. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I but it's easier to like conceptualize if you call it South America. Like, okay. I think for people here, especially, because I feel like North America people usually think like United States, Canada, maybe yeah, Mexico. Yeah. But South America doesn't start until after the. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can picture it now. Yeah. Aw, well, Canada, I'm still in North America. Still in North America. I'm not even going that far, so everyone can visit me. Round trip flights are usually around $400. Easy. It's a four hour flight from Miami. Ooh, now we're learning. Maybe there's a time change I didn't look at. $400 from Miami? Yeah. I feel like we can get it cheaper from New York. Yeah, (laughs) but it's further away. I know, but my flight to Guyana was like about that. Yeah, but you're also booking it so. Like, not so soon, but I only like to book flights six months in advance, so I can't say anything. No, that's what I'm saying. I think it'd be cheaper than yeah. $400 oh, when I went from okay. New York. Like, I think we'll that 400 is expensive. I was mainly looking from, like, L.A. and Miami <laughs> for my friends, but... Clearly, you're only looking this friend. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. I don't think I looked from the you're car. Gonna, yeah, you're not going to look from somewhere. We don't know where you're going to end up, kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? We might record another episode tomorrow if we're feeling it about breadfruit. Ooh, Stay I forgot. What we, could. we could. We could. We have, to, we have literally no plans. Yeah. Size size healing well. tonight. Oh my gosh, another fun fact Ooh. is that the end of the series of unfortunate events is about a bitter oh. apple. Oh, and I just finished it right before we recorded this. I started reading them a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and the Baudelaire's. <laughs> I've gotten very hooked on the Baudelaire's because my Netflix series was so good. And then I was like, I should read these books. You lazy piece of bitter apple tomato. So yeah. Anyway, I'd recommend. I've just been reading weird books that I find on Kindle Unlimited. Right now, I'm reading this one called The Naturalist, and it's about like this girl that's murdered and everyone thinks it's a bear but this one doctor who was like her professor is like it's definitely not a bear and everyone's like did you kill her and he's like no but it's not a bear nobody this, believes him but this we'll podcast see. is really about us yeah no we just have tomato. no one else to talk to <laughs> i also find it entertaining that we had to really think we were like really entertaining when we were talking to each other to start like a podcast <laughs> yeah like when i met you and i was like this is entertaining we have over a thousand listens and we know you people like it Okay. <laughs> Whoever you are out there in our phones. <laughs> we are obsessed with ourselves, but so are you. <laughs> you can order dog bandanas with vegemication on it if you want in the next two months. I should get on that. <sighs> okay. All right. Till next time. My laptop time. charger is broken. So yeah. I, these one. aren't going to come out for a couple weeks because I have to edit them. So you're hearing this, but it's really, I'm already gone. Who knows where I am? <laughs> Well, 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 um, I just finally got around to editing this because I had some free time, 
um, a couple months later, I think it was like two months since we recorded, which is pretty funny, and kind of going back through this and listening, I was like, this is a different world, <laughs> um, and so much has changed since then, and so I just wanted to acknowledge that. Um, and I hope everyone is staying safe. Bridget and I are back in the United States, so hopefully we can collab at some point for another episode. Send us whatever vegetables you want. I am always ordering t-shirts and soon dog bandanas, so if you're interested in anything. I also have one large and one extra large shirt left, so if that um, suits your fancy, you can hit me up and I'll send one to you. Free shipping, of course, at this point. And yeah, I hope you're all washing your hands, staying safe. Um, feel free to reach out to Vegemication and listen to every episode over and over again as we work through this. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a good day.